Hello, uh, my name is Jeremy Markovich. I am with the North Carolina Rabbit Hole, and uh, we're doing something a little bit different today. This is the rabbit hole for your ear holes, both both ear holes, I guess. Um, and I have a special guest, Jovius of 99.9 .9, The Fan in Raleigh. Joe is a esteemed member of the Sports Illuminati. He knows many, many things. Um, he is on the air every weekday in Raleigh, and um, he has graciously agreed to join me today for something that I'm gonna call a hot take for every Carolina Duke scenario. So I'm gonna explain the game here in just a minute, but first I wanna ask Joe a couple questions here. How big is this game that's happening on Saturday night in the pantheon of Duke Carolina? Like how big is this? I mean, I thought that the final home game at Cameron Indoor Stadium for Mike Krzyzewski was the biggest game in the rivalry. Well, now that's just the biggest game in regular season history in this rivalry meeting in the final four is something that fans have talked about for a long time it's been a fun mental exercise i've been convinced that ultimately fans don't want it because there's ultimate bragging rights that can be had with a victory and lots of shame with a loss well we're finally going to find out what happens on saturday although i do think there's an extra wrinkle to what's happening on saturday that i'm sure we can get to in a little bit so uh, i mentioned at the very beginning that we're going to be doing coming up with some hot takes how do you define a hot take? So uh, a hot take, unfortunately, hot takes have been uh, hijacked by people who don't. You say hot take, some people will say that because you're giving an honest opinion that might not be popular. That's not a hot take, okay? If I say something that I believe to be true, all right? Like if I, if I say that Carolina beating Duke on Saturday really will completely redefine how the rivalry is discussed because not only did they beat coach K at home for his final game and they literally ended his career. That's not a hot take. That is, that, that is just an honest opinion. A hot take would be, well, if Carolina beats Duke again, and it happens to be the last game in coach K's career and it happened twice, I think Duke has to shut down their program. That would be a hot take. You're preparing for this game. It's not, there's not, you're not just going to wing this. This is a big deal. So, yeah. so I'm sure you've gamed out in your head, like, okay, how am I going to feel if this scenario happens or that scenario happens or the win is a narrow one or a big one? So like, even though this game is a couple of days away uh, at the point that you and I are talking, how, how are you, how do you prepare in your mind for, to get ahead of this so that when it's over, you can be ready to go and talk about this on the radio and react to everybody who's going to be calling you the week after the game. Yeah, I mean, honestly, the, the way that this game is going to play out, it really doesn't matter who has the most, you know, which player steps up. You know, if Paulo Bancaro has a great game, that's really not going to be something that's discussed that night or Sunday morning or Monday. Uh, I've also come to the conclusion that whatever happens on Saturday, the winner of that game going to the championship game, I'm not quite sure it matters at that point because regardless of who wins the national championship people are still going to fixate on what happens saturday uh between those two teams so those are the it's it's more the outcomes and the actual game itself that seem to be a focal point right now and i have i have it mapped out of my head if duke wins or if carolina wins how things will be discussed going forward so for us you know we go to new orleans and we'll do radio row and we'll, and we'll talk to four players and former coaches and get their perspectives on a variety of topics from the players themselves and what they see or the job that hubert davis has done or coach k's impact on the game of college basketball as he goes off into the sunset 
those are all things to the lead up, but you know, locally, the result really will be hot fire one way or the other. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I said we're going to play a game. Um, okay. So the game is a hot take for every Carolina Duke scenario. So right. in, in a way, this is a public service. Because what okay. we're going to do here is we're going to stockpile a bunch of hot takes ahead of time. So that if you, Joe, decide, you know what? Next week's a good time for me to take a vacation. You can give these to your producer. They can just load them up in the soundboard, and then they can play this audio to your callers um, instead of you having to be there. So if you want to get some time off and you just really need to get away, um, this is a public service for that for, for that purpose. So so here are the, here are basically the rules of, of this game. I will ask you a question, and I want you to give a hot take. Now, this is not your hot take. This is not necessarily your feelings about this scenario, but it is the hot take that you think this scenario is most likely to generate. So what you what you want is like day four of the discourse on Twitter, where everybody yes. has one up each other. Yes. Like not like a okay. I see where you're going with this. You, like it's right, going to get it. it's going to get ridiculous. Got so it. let's just got go it. right to ridiculous. Like day five of Will Smith and Chris Rock like deep think pieces as to something that really is not that big of a deal yes i mean i've already seen i mean i've already seen people tie it to ukraine on day one yeah no i know i know i know we're gonna get there with this i got it yeah we're gonna get there with the duke carolina hysteria so so here we go okay so i'm gonna start off basically pretty straightforward and broad and then we're gonna get more absurd and niche so all right all right so here is number one duke wins Duke wins, Mike Krzyzewski gets his storybook ending, and that loss to Carolina at Cameron Indoor Stadium was actually all part of the master motivational plan. Carolina wins. That means that uh, Roy Williams was the shadow puppet master behind the scenes the entire time. He knew in order to get this next national championship, to get to these players to finally fulfill their greatness, he had to fake his own retirement and actually coach through Hubert Davis to get to that title. So I'm going to actually credit Roy Williams for this one. Duke wins by double digits. Ooh, if Duke wins by double digits, I feel as though uh, Carolina fans will say, you know what? I was right about Hubert Davis all along. He couldn't win the big one. This is just only going to go downhill from here. Thank him for the Cameron Indoor win, but let's go get Wes Miller right now because Wes Miller would have won that game. Carolina wins by double digits. Carolina wins by double digits. Ooh. I got I got two for you. Can I give you two? Yes. All right, all right, all right. So, all right. First, first reaction is Coach K is so embarrassed by what happened, losing at Cameron and then losing in the final four to Carolina, that he actually tells John Shire, hey, dude. I know we had this arrangement. You're supposed to be coaching next year, but like, let's be honest. I helped you get that recruiting class. I need to run this back. I can't let this be my last game. So, um, you let's hold. Let's defer this one more year. You okay with that? Cool with that? So that's that's number one. Or or the other option is that Coach K does come back, but he says, "Screw it. I couldn't do that. I can't do this at Duke. I can't come back to Duke." So he goes to I don't know. Shaheem Holloway takes the, the Seton Hall job. He's going to go coach St. Peter's. He's going to really prove how great of a coach he is by taking a smaller school and going on a real Cinderella run. I think that's what happens. Duke wins on a buzzer beater. I think Carolina, that's probably 
the best self-medicine that Carolina fans can have. You know, if it bounces out, you know what? It was still a close game. These guys fought really hard. It was all gravy anyway. This team was playing with house money. They took this Duke team that was super talented with all these NBA guys on a farewell tour. They took them to the brink. We still beat you at home. I think it'll be a lot of self-medication from Carolina fans on a buzzer beater. Carolina wins on a buzzer beater. If, ooh, if Carolina wins on a buzzer beater, I, ooh, I think that somebody's going to come out with some level of karmic balance coming through for people who say, you know what, Coach K, 2010, man, you robbed one in 2010. There was no reason for you to win that one. Come on now. And that's karma coming back to you in your last, in your last final four appearance as a coach. The, the karma was due. The balance was due. And Carolina's shot from the half-court buzzer beater actually went in as opposed to the Butler one that bounced out. Carolina's best player gets hurt, and Duke wins. Oh, Carolina's best player gets hurt, Duke wins. That's, 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 that's I mean, nobody wants that to happen, obviously. So if, like, let's say Brady Manick uh, gets hurt or something like that, he's out of the game in the same way that it happened against Baylor, and Baylor makes that comeback, but Carolina ends up winning. Basically, it goes back to the Kendall Marshall. Because, I don't know if you knew this or not, if Kendall Marshall does not get hurt, if he doesn't break his wrist, uh, because Ethan Raggy was a bad guy who winked and did all these other things, um, then they would have won. That would have been Roy's fourth title. So, yeah, Carolina fans will just tell themselves they would have totally won if that guy didn't get hurt. Uh, and if it, it depends on who it was. I bet you they would even say that Coach K called in the code red that they specifically said, go take this guy out. I think there's a little Chris Paul element from back in that Cameron Indoor game uh, where, oh man, what was the guy? Was it, um, it was like Williamson or something like that who had five fouls to give. He was just roughing it up. So that's what happened. I think I think Carolina fans will, will say that Coach K called the code red on this one. Inversely, Duke's best player gets hurt and Carolina wins. Zion jokes. All the Zion jokes. <laughs> Seriously, it's like y'all couldn't y'all couldn't figure out your shoe situation still. I mean, Zion blows out a shoe in front of Barack Obama, and you know he's missing a good chunk of the year. Um, that would be the case if a player gets hurt in the middle of the game, but he ends up coming back in the second half. Then you're going to get Kyrie Irving jokes that essentially Duke was fine, but then the player came back and that disrupted chemistry. Maybe you should have stayed on the bench. That'd be my hot take. Game goes to overtime. Okay. So that's it. If the game goes to overtime, yeah, just just like yeah, what what, what does that do for? Oh, if, oh no, if game if game goes to overtime, everybody's gonna tweet at the same time in unison. Uh, free basketball! I hope this game goes on forever. The greatest rivalry. This is the best thing ever. That's what you're gonna get. The game goes to multiple overtimes. Oh, if uh, the game goes to multiple overtimes, you will see me take the court, try to grab the microphone. Uh, from Jim Nance and and say that you know this this is going to continue on until we get engulfed by the sun. That just this I hope this goes on forever. This is the greatest, but the, clearly the world is combining. It's it's it, this is going to happen until we go supernova. That that's what goes multiple overtimes. People are going to be exhausted. The game goes to so many overtimes that the NCAA changes its rules, declares a draw, and names both teams national champions. No, I disagree. If the game goes to multiple overtimes to the point where the NCAA has to step in, it actually will result in former Duke players and former Carolina players who are in the building playing a three-on-three -three tournament until a winner is determined. Coach K leaves the game early. 
the ultimate test of John Shire to see if he actually can be the next head coach at Duke. It was all it was all planted, and if they don't win it, then they're going to find a new coach for next year. Hubert Davis is ejected. That was actually something that was agreed to by Roy Williams and Hubert Davis ahead of the Final Four game, saying, look, you got us this far, now I get to coach it. It's kind of like the Stone Cold Steve Austin glass-breaking thing. By God, that's Roy Williams' music! I think that's what's going to happen. It's all part of the work. You, you literally scooped my next question, which is that Hubert Davis is ejected and Roy Williams comes out of the stands to coach. So I am going to skip to the next one. Hubert Davis is ejected and the ghost of Dean Smith materializes on the sideline and starts to coach. Ooh. Ooh. The ghost of Dean Smith comes on down. Well, it's New Orleans. So I think if that happens, Mike Krzyzewski was prepared. Just, look, you don't win five national titles without having a plan. All right. So I bet you Coach K thought about this. And before the game, he went to the French Quarter and he found himself some sort of spiritual uh, advisor, uh, a witch doctor of sorts. And he actually came up. I think he's got like I think he, actually I think he did. I think he's going to do a cord cutting, if I'm not mistaken. He'll actually have the two candles he had prepared for this with a string between the two candles. And that will actually cord cut Dean Smith from this world and we'll get back into reality. And that's how he'll take care of that. That's that, that was well, he's thought, thought of everything. Coach that K was, that was, everything. yeah, he's, he's ready. He's ready. After the game, coach K announces that he's not retiring. <laughs> that's when I might take the microphone again and be like, I told y'all listen to me. You thought it was a hot take when I said this. I was telling you the truth. No, if, if if Coach K were to do that, I'm not retiring. I would like John Shire to announce in that situation that he's actually joining Carolina staff in that moment. That would be hilarious. That'd be good. Coach K is spotted talking to Tom Brady before the game. I would check the basketball inflation if that were happening. <laughs> All right. Hubert Davis and Coach K do not shake hands after the game. <laughs> if Hubert Davis and Coach K do not shake hands after the game, I will not have to prep for my show for a week. It'll be the easiest radio ever. I'll just take phone calls. So fingers crossed, because I don't okay. feel like working next week. Let's make this happen. Okay. Let's go. Okay, yeah, just, just plant that seed now. Um, please, please do. Hubert Davis and Coach K shake hands vigorously for 10 seconds after the game. Oh, that was a total, like, I'm not letting go. No, I'm not letting go. I'm squeezing harder. No, I'm squeezing. It was a total test of manliness after the fact. Uh, and I will still then have not – I don't have to worry about a week's worth of shows after that because people will be reading all, all – the only thing that would be better is if is if, if Hubert Davis wins and he smacks Coach K on the ass like Mark Godfrey did several years ago, then that would also give me a week's worth of radio too. All right. Well, then you're going to like this one. Hubert Davis and Coach K perform an elaborately choreographed handshake after the game. Is Red Panda involved? Like with Red, like the one that performs at halftime? Yes. You know what? Yes. Like let's get like let's go let's like let's take it up a notch. Like what I would like to see is not a court. I would like to see Red Panda come out and Hubert Davis and Coach K hand her the bowls during that entire, like, let's just go all in on the ACC. You can even get that Simon Says guy to show up too. And maybe that's actually how you determine what the, 
let's go back to your your overtime question. We get the uh, the quick change guy or whatever he's the, the halftime dude, and it's a Simon Says routine, and that's how Coach K and Hubert Davis end up determining the winner of the game, the last man standing. Before the game, the ACC uh, names this to be a loser leaves town match and says the losing team is kicked out of the conference. See, I hope that doesn't happen because then I got to hear from ECU fans about how it's their turn to join the ACC. I don't want that. I don't want that. Jeremy, don't put that in my timeline, dude. I don't want that. You just, you got to prepare. You got to be ready for it. Now, look, if it's a loser, if it's a loser's leave town, if, well, how do they get back in? That's true. You know, like, what how conference do, I, do you go so my, to? My immediate thought for that is how, well, okay, well if they, because in wrestling, they always find a way back in. So it's the like next ACC tournament. See, I think the scenario is you have to be Maryland in some way, shape, or form, and then you can come back in. Ooh. You, you, you have to beat all of the former ACC teams as some sort of so like South Carolina and Maryland are involved in this. Yeah. Like some kind of unity belt or unity, you know, thing. Yeah. It, it, you know what? Ladder match. That's true. Yeah. A ladder match. What you put, what you put at the top of the ladder is one of John Swafford's old golf polos, mm-hmm. the old commissioner. You do this in Greensboro, do it at the Grand Over in yeah. one of the ballrooms. Yeah. All right. It's like Starcade, but for the ACC. Yes, I like this. So, Starcade, ACC, Grandover Ballroom, ladder match. And um, would you rather have a John Swafford polo or a Bojangles bow box hanging from the ceiling? I, th- I think I think the polo descends from the ceiling in a, yes. in a Bojangles bow box. And you get the three. Mm-hmm. And then whoever manages to get the polo on first gets to rejoin the ACC. There you go. I like it. Yes, this sounds like it sounds like either like Nickelodeon game show or or, or wrestling work, but one of the who's other. Got, would, who's would got who's got guts? Who's yes. got guts? Instead of the Astro Crag, it's a food line gift card. That's true. <laughs> okay, the game is played under rock and jock rules, and there's a ten point pod. <laughs> damn it, Jeremy! Now you got me thinking about who would be the Dan Cortez of each school. <laughs> who would like? Maybe it's um. It, it, Dan Cortez, I guess you would have to go, um, oh man, Zerge Wicker <laughs> would come out for Carolina or, ooh, ooh, uh, or Cher- and Cherokee Parks on the other end. That's, that's, what, that's, that's where we're going. That's perfect. Perfect. Yes. Paolo Bencaro declares an NIL deal with mayonnaise and it's Hellman's. Oh, that won't register. Won't register because Duke. Yeah, it's Duke. I know where you're going with this because like Duke's Mayo. Mm-hmm. We see it's Duke. They're not really local, local. They're local, yeah. but they're not local, local. If Carolina, let's say you uh, you put um, Armando Baycott out there, and it's he does a BLT right, a Baycott lettuce and tomato. That's his signature sandwich, and it's not with Duke's Mayo then we'd have a problem because a lot of the Carolina Southerners would be mad about that. Yeah. My next question was Armando Baycott declares an NIL deal with Smithfields and changes his name to Armando Bacon. No, I, I, I don't think he changes the bacon. I think he, Ooh. <sighs> he changes it to Armando Bacon. I'd buy that bacon. I'm not going to lie. Thick cut, right? I mean, you've seen his arms. That's gotta be thick cut. That's thick yeah. cut bacon. Um, Yeah. I'm with that. I'll buy that big. All right. Brady Manick shaves his beard and scores 30. <laughs> I don't believe it. The beard gives him power. 
if he shaves and he scores zero, that'd be more believable. Then people would be mad about that. The people would be absolutely mad about that. Yeah, that was my that was my next question. Was the the, the Samson situation of of shaving? It's a, the beard it's, a to, it's a total Samson situation. If you shave the beard, Manic loses his powers easily. Yes. Wendell Moore uh, discovers a P-Wing from Super Mario Brothers 3 behind his bench, is able to fly effortlessly, and scores 60 points. But does he does he find the flute in World 1 uh, Fortress 2 that actually gets him to the NBA first round? That's the question. That's the question. That's the question. We're asking that, the wrong me, question. Because if I'm Wendell Moore, I'm like, yeah, dropping 60 is nice and all, but I need that warp pipe to get me to the NBA, be a first-round pick, because you gotta, you got to surpass Pilot Bancaro in that regard. Before the game, Chapel Hill and Durham announced that they are merging. Oh, that's easy. Carborough gets more obnoxious. <laughs> Easily. <laughs> Carborough just be like, we're still Carborough. You're on the other side of the tracks. We don't, we don't associate with them. We're even more independent than we were before. Yeah. All right, and last question. Um, every team in the tournament is declared to be ineligible, and NC State is declared national champion. People would still want Kevin Keats fired. <laughs> very good. Joe, thank you so much. I know you are a very busy man who has a, uh, a very busy couple of days and weeks ahead, so I appreciate you taking part in this absurd exercise, and uh, good luck in New Orleans. All right, man. Appreciate it. Take it easy. All right.